Shout Out is a registered charity and we work all across Ireland delivering workshops to young people. We deliver workshops in schools to teachers, to parents and guardians, youth workers and even workplaces because eventually you'll end up working there too and we want those to be inclusive spaces for you. For 10 years now, since 2012, we've been delivering workshops in secondary schools across the island of Ireland to tackle LGBTQ plus bullying. And we've done over 2,000 student workshops over the past eight school years, speaking directly to over 60,000 students. In Shoutout, we use our on-the-ground experience of speaking with young people to inform all of our training modules, which we also deliver to teachers, parents, guardians, social workers, youth workers and in workplaces. If you believe in inclusion through education and you want to learn more, book a workshop for your school or for staff and you can learn more at www.shoutout.ie. Hi, you're listening to Shout Out Listen In. Shout Out Listen In. Shout Out Listen In. Thought we gave Shout Out Listen In. Shout Out Listen In. In both our workshops and on this podcast, members of the LGBTQ community share their own personal stories, which can lead to open conversations about both the positive and the negative experiences of being LGBTQ. We are aware that these stories can be triggering for people at times. So please be gentle and cautious when listening and always reach out for help if you feel you need it. In our first episode of Shout Out Listen In, listeners should be aware that this episode features discussion of bullying, violence against the LGBTQ plus community and experiences of coming out. Hello and you're all very welcome to this, the first ever episode of our brand new Shout Out podcast series, Shout Out Listen In. My name is Lisa Nakamrev and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm delighted to be co-hosting today's podcast with Afrik. Afrik, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Afrik Nkriadon, my pronouns are she and her, and I'm the executive director of Shoutout. Now, if this is your first time hearing about Shoutout, Shoutout is a registered charity working across the island of Ireland. We're committed to improving life for LGBTQ plus people by sharing personal stories and educating school students, parents and guardians, teachers, youth workers, and workplaces on LGBTQ plus issues. For 10 years now, since 2012, we've been delivering workshops in secondary schools across the island of Ireland to tackle LGBTQ plus bullying, bullying against LGBTQ plus young people. And we've done over 2000 student workshops over the past eight school years, speaking directly to over 60,000 students. In Shadow, we use our on the ground experience of speaking with young people to inform all of our training modules, which we also deliver to teachers, parents and guardians, social workers, youth workers, and in workplaces and businesses. We believe fundamentally in inclusion through education. And if you'd like to learn more after this episode, or if you want to book a workshop for your school or staff, you can learn much more about who we are, about our mission, and even how to volunteer or get involved at shoutout.ie. With this podcast series, Shout Out Listen In, we're continuing our work in shouting out and educating about all things LGBTQ+, and we'll be hearing from lots of different LGBTQ plus educators and different folk working in the education space about the current state of play of LGBTQ plus education in Ireland and further afield. We'll be chatting to lots of our own shout out volunteers, our founding members, and lots of different people about their experiences of education through our own shout out workshops and other methods across Ireland. 
And we'd love to hear from you as we grow and develop the series. Let us know what you think of it. Um, or if there's anything else you'd like us to cover, get in touch on social media. You'll see us across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at shoutout underscore IE. Or of course, you can drop us an email at team at shoutout.ie. So please do shout out and listen in and share this podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from it or enjoy it. Without any further delay, I'm delighted to introduce our guests for this first episode. Declan Meehan, Ona Leon, and Spencer Christie, some of our founders and our longest standing volunteers who are going to tell us a bit about the beginnings of Shoutout, where it all started and why, their own experiences with Shoutout, and their thoughts about Shoutout's future. Declan, Owen, Spencer, welcome to Shoutout Listen In. So let's jump right in and hear a little bit more about you. Declan and Owen. Could you tell us a bit about yourselves and how you were involved in Shoutout back at the very, be- very beginning? Sure, I can uh, kick it off. Well, I'll just say it's, it's quite fun to think back 10 years ago. Uh, we're very different people and it, it was such a fun time. So uh, thanks for having us. I think this will be a lot of fun. But um, my name is Owen. I'm uh, 32. I, I live in London now. But I, once upon a time, uh, I was studying in Trinity College alongside Declan and, and so many other friends. And I guess Ireland was a, a different place back then. You know, this was uh, obviously pre-referendum and pre-national discourse about uh, LGBT um, stuff that matters. And uh, we kind of got together and, and realized that uh, it wasn't good enough. And we all had experiences of what it was like to grow up uh, gay or lesbian or, or trans or bi or, or something that was just non-mainstream in an Irish secondary school, typically Catholic or of religious order. And when I think we went to college together and saw what was possible, uh, you know, that you could be your open self, that um, you could, uh, you know, be out and, and have fun. It, it seemed such a shame that young people did not experience that. And so uh, I, I suppose, for me, at least, that's why what I conceived of Shout Out as, as its mission, that uh, no one should ever feel uh, shame or afraid of, of who they are in school and, and shared that view with Declan and, and many other people uh, I think we will get on to. And so then I spent the next eight years working uh, very hard and having a lot of fun trying to fulfill that mission um, that, that basically no one should ever feel that they need to hide who they are in school where they spend their most formative uh, years. So anyway, that's uh, what I did. And um, I'm looking forward to diving back into all of that. Yeah, so I guess like, uh, again, for for listeners, my name is Declan, pronouns he, him. Um, And yeah, very very similar experience uh, to Owen's there in terms of, you know, how I guess we came together discussing I suppose our own experiences of secondary school in particular um, but also reflecting on I think how great an experience we all had once we had come to college so it was that kind of um, you know things get better mentality that we were living in terms of um, having maybe a difficult enough time uh, not feeling very included some of us having been bullied uh, through our secondary school experience and then having an absolutely brilliant time uh, when we were in college where it just wasn't as much of an issue or for some people not an issue at all um, in terms of their experiences and interactions. I think we kind of came to a point where it was like, oh, actually, like this should be the experience people have in secondary schools 
people shouldn't have to wait until they come to college, university or or leave school and go into the workplace for this to become, um, you know, an OK thing to be, uh, i.e. being LGBTQ plus um, and for that to be acceptable. So uh, like I, I often like have reflected on this recently because as Owen says, it's a great opportunity to kind of look back 10 years on um, that like I didn't go to my first Pride until 2011. And that wasn't any, and I, I was in college since 2007. So it was only when I finished college that I started to kind of realize how important that sort of movement and activism was in order to further um, the community and the rights of, of LGBTQ plus people. And I think that that kind of coincided nicely with how we came together to kind of come up with shout out and, and to put that into action. So yeah, it's basically how, how we got there. Great. And Spencer, I think you were one of our very first volunteers. Could you tell us a bit about that and how you became involved in Shout Out and a bit about yourself too? I wouldn't say I was one of the first volunteers. I was uh, <laughs> early enough, but uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Spencer. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I'm 26, still living in Dublin and uh, working for a tech company like most queers these days. Um, but um yeah, like I actually, like it's kind of funny. So I think I did my first shout out volunteer training um, around 2015, 2016, um, after the marriage equality referendum. And I was one of those volunteers who went to the training and then never replied to any of the emails going to a workshop. And it was like, I really enjoyed the training and I thought, oh, this is such a great thing, but it was, a thing of oh like oh I have to it's not exactly convenient for me right now or oh I'm too scared I'm too nervous and uh, yeah I let that opportunity pass me by um, but it wasn't until I went on Erasmus and then I came back and with an arts degree you just tend to have a lot of free time on your hands and um, so I retrained when I came back from Erasmus and that was the year that I properly got started with shout out and um, yeah, it was great. Like the reason why I got involved in Shout Out is I'd heard a lot about, I went to Trinity too. Um, I'd heard a lot about it on campus through various friends. I personally didn't have like the worst time being in secondary school and being out and gay. Um, but I knew that a lot of my friends did and I wanted to make a difference there. I wanted to change that. And uh, yeah, this just seemed like a really, um, fun and interesting way to do that and it really felt like such a, a grassroots movement it was really really cool so for the listeners we're going to go right back to the start as to why was shout out set up and who made up that original dream team that was involved at the time so back to those really early conversations and why you decided to put this into motion and who was involved with that and owen i might come to you first on that yeah um this is going back into the recesses of, of memory but I think as, as, as Declan um, mentioned you know when when you reach college and you you look back at the years that you felt that you had to hide who you were or you you felt you couldn't be open or there was so much pent-up um, shame to an extent and I, and I know that it, it doesn't even have to be explicitly that you were bullied but the psychology of hiding who you are is deeply scarring. And, and so, you know, you multiply that across every single classroom across the island every single day. And the, you know, tens of thousands of, of young people who go through that and, and, and you think, what a waste, what a shame. And 
then you think, you know, you've lived that and, and you know, you know what would help. You know, you think back and, and when you were in that situation, what would have helped you? And, and what have helped you is if someone could just simply <laughs> give you context, tell you about what's outside and, and, and give you a, a belief and, and a, a way to think about it. Such a liberating thing. And, and so it seems so obvious that the solution and, and all of us had lived it. And then the, the next question is, well, well, who should do this? And you know, if it's not going to be us, if we're not going to be the very young people who have a bit of time on their hands, like Spencer said, probably all arts block uh, or, our, you know, our humanities uh, students, if it's not going to be us, who's going to do it? Uh, no one's doing it right now. And so it was that lived experience mixed with um, a deep passion about the topic and an understanding that again, if it's not going to be us that's going to do it, then, then no one will. And I think um, that really what, what powered us in the beginning um, and, and it made us actually tackle the root cause of it, that we knew what was it like to live um, you know, in school hiding yourself and what would help. And so the who was, was basically you know, a group of friends. Um, so Declan and Owen Murphy and Jane Casey and Lydia Rall and, and loads of others who, you know, such a simple idea. Uh, why don't we go to schools and talk about, hey, it gets better. Um, or don't think about it like this way, or, or hey, let's let's win over the allies and um, the non-LGBTQ plus uh, students and let empower them to be supportive uh, to their friends. Let's do that. And it started off very small, like, okay, let's just hack this. Let's just call up a few uh, schools and see if they'll let us go in. Uh, we, we'll go in via the, te the transition year uh, teachers. They're pretty cool and pretty, you know, sound. Um, and we got a little traction. I remember the first school we did got, we were so nervous uh, going out. We got the bus down the south side of Dublin, hadn't done it before, you know, didn't, didn't, the script was, was pretty messy, but uh, we went in and it, it went well. And then we did the next 10. Uh, we were all phoning from the computer room in, in college and we were like, hey, will you let us come to your school? And, and then, I, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I, I'd call out two organizations that, that supported us. Uh, the Trinity College uh, Equality Fund, who originally gave us, you know, I think it was a thousand euro, but covered our phone bills and our transports, which made a difference. We, we didn't have enough money for lunch uh, generally throughout the month. So that was cool. And I'd also like to call out the, the US Embassy, who gave us 10,000 euro, actually and really believed in us. And, and it was that stamp of, hey, the US Embassy believes in you and, and wants to give you help. We didn't even have a bank account at the time. And then we had to go through and, and really kind of formalize. And, and that was really a, a thing. Hey, you know what? We can scale this across the entire island. We don't have to just hack our own previous secondary schools. Um, so that's a little bit about the why and the who and, and, and what helped us. So interesting to hear this as someone who's only been involved about three or four years it's really interesting to hear kind of where it all came from Owen and I think that was such a powerful thing that you said about the, what a shame that there was so much shame effectively um, and, and it's so important and it's something that comes to me all the time when we do shout out workshops and um, Declan I think we've covered a lot of it already but is there anything else that kind of stands out to you as sort of highlights and it can be the fun times the social times anything that stands out to you from those kind of early days of shout out yeah, I think that like Owen's covered a lot there. I think like my abiding memories of of the first, uh, not even the first year, but maybe the first 
three years or more um, was how scrappy the whole operation was um, and yet how effective it was at the same time. Um, like we were kind of, I suppose, making a significant impact. And again, because we were filling a gap that was there in terms of education in secondary schools. I mean, one of the main reasons that we decided to do this was because no one else was doing it. None of the other LGBT organizations were doing it. And the schools and the Department of Education certainly weren't doing it in terms of curriculum provision. So uh, yeah, like it, we knew that it was important and we could see that it was important and you could see kind of and hear anecdotally from volunteers who were going out to schools in the early years about how impactful those stories were that volunteers were telling and the education that they were providing. Um, so as scrappy as it was, it was having an impact. Um, and, and like, you know, some examples of that scrappiness, you know, you, you would you would entice people in to volunteer through like pizza and beer volunteer evenings to train them up. Um, and then soon enough, you'd find yourself uh, with a load of volunteers um, sending out letters and flyers to like all of the schools in Leinster, all of the schools in Munster as we would target it back then. Um, and a lot of it was done by post because, you know, back in, like, it's crazy to think, but 10 years ago, schools were not au fait with email. So contacting a school at that time was best done through snail mail, which is, is crazy. But yeah, just my Biden memory of those early days is, you know, stamping, addressing, <laughs> stuffing envelopes um, and sending out like hundreds of letters at a time to different schools across the country. Um, and it was great fun. Like, it really was great fun. And I think that that is is a really fond memory of those early days as well but yeah that impact despite the scrappiness I think is 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 an important thing to remember as well hey, those memories of snail mail are going to blow some very younger volunteers minds <laughs> and I guess as well kind of on that note Spencer seeing the impact change and seeing the way that we've worked change and professionalize and scale up a little bit um you've been a volunteer probably longer than most volunteers who are still on the go and I guess for you how has volunteering for Shedda changed over the past 10 years yeah it's been great to see like when we finally got our registered charity status that was great so like it it really felt like we'd properly formalized and we were um a proper adult organization now we were, we had our um we had our ish together um but yeah like the biggest difference i see is actually doing the workshops like the kind of the education and knowledge levels of the students at the time so as i said like i would have started just after the marriage quality referendum and like for a lot of society um particularly people who aren't queer like they kind of maybe think, oh, well, sure, we've, we've solved the gay issue now, it's all done, <laughs> what more do they want? And it's like, no, actually, like, there's still all these students in school, they're still too afraid to come out, they're still being bullied, they, there's still a lot of miseducation or um, ignorance within schools, both at a student and a teacher level. And so kind of at the very start, I remember, um, it was definitely, a lot of wider education about general LGBTQ plus issues and like learning about different identities and things. Whereas in more recent times, um, the younger generation are really clued in on all the basics and it's you're trying to get into more advanced stuff and workshops now and stuff that even we have to go in and like do our research on because we're not even sure on. 
Um, like today's youth are really well clued up on queer issues. Um, I think each year more and more teenagers are identifying as not straight or not cisgender. Um, they're all finding new ways um, to identify themselves. And uh, yeah, it's really, really wonderful to see that people can find um, their identity and their expression and their individuality through the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so yeah, that's been really, really great to see. And also through the formalization of Shout Out, it really allowed us to kind of get larger opportunities, be it grants, um, little op-eds in newspapers or articles written about us. Um, like it allowed us to get the word out about Shout Out and in turn just get even more like workshops done and even more schools. Absolutely. And um, Declan, maybe come back to you, um, you know, just listen to you and we won't blow our own trumpet too much, but it really was quite incredible that, that as, as Owen said, like, you know, you, you could barely buy lunch and this group of young people came together and in their spare time voluntarily on the side of all of those studies at Trinity College and all of the other extracurricular things managed to pull something like this together and something that is so important as we know and as we know with recent events across Ireland would you agree that it like it was no mean feat and it really was something incredible that was achieved if, if you can put aside your Irish um, <laughs> lack of ability to to you know put yourself out there I think it's it, it was really something quite incredible yeah I mean I think you know at the time maybe you don't really appreciate um the importance the effectiveness and maybe how impressive it was that that was kind of pulled together. At the time, we didn't think of it. And to be honest, for the people who were involved at the very start, um, we had all been involved in like extracurricular stuff like society life. I, I do genuinely think that that gave us a really good training um, and probably a very misguided sense of self-confidence um, going forward we thought sure we can do anything We're, we've done this before um, but that was invaluable and that that kind of experience that we got through college allowed us to kind of bring that experience out into the real world um, I think that certainly like what Owen had said previously about those little kind of like stamps of approval that we got first from Trinity College and then from the US Embassy uh, in Dublin and um, they really helped um, and they gave us more confidence to kind of continue with it. I think it would have been very easy for shout out to peter out over a two three four year kind of lifespan um, but I think the simplicity of the model and the importance of the idea ensured that it continued and in, in continuing it attracted more um, fantastic people who kept Shout Out alive um, and, and injected new life into it every every year. I mean, we were on a, on a kind of a constant recruitment cycle of, of, of Shout Out volunteers, mainly in colleges and universities across Ireland. And that actually was probably the best decision that we made because it allowed in those formative years for new people who were passionate, knowledgeable, um, and who were fantastic activists um, to become involved with Shout Out and for them to have, um, I guess, it, it was an outlet for them for all those talents and passions. So yeah, I think it could so easily have petered out, but it was thanks to the amazing volunteers who were attracted to it. And again, the simplicity of the idea that allowed it to, to continue to where it is today, which is, which is fantastic. You're listening to Shout Out Listen In. 
Hit subscribe on Shout Out Listen In. Check out Shout Out Listen In. Available on all major podcast platforms. I guess looking at where it is today and looking at where we are now, Owen, as someone who was involved at the very beginning and who was a founding member and a board member until very, very recently, would you say that Shouted has become what you wanted it to? Or would you say that Shouted has evolved as you might have thought it would? Yeah, I, I think you can't. I mean, you know, if you go back to the core mission, which is that, you know, no one on, on the island of Ireland should, should feel ashamed of who they are as a, as a young person in school. You, you can only look back um, and be extremely satisfied with the direction, you know, the country went. Um, and, I, you know, this is a, a terrible uh, week uh, for the LGBT community in Ireland, and there's some horrific events that have happened. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's not to say that we've landed in any, you know, terminus. But the stark difference of Irish society in terms of its kindness and openness today versus where it was, you have to just look back in awe of that. Uh, and really the, the mission of Shadat was achieved beyond the initial dreams of it in terms of how school uh, life was and, and how even uh, students talked about it. As Spencer kind of referenced and, and charting the, the sort of change of the reception and, and what types of, you know, uh, the dynamics that in a workshop, you know, we, we noticed that over the years very tangibly. And so initially when no one was out in school and, um, you know, re reactions could be from bewilderment to potential hostility, it, it, you know, you, you could see the trend in, in the 10 years, right? Or the eight years at least that I was involved in uh, progressing. And so, you know, has shout out, you know, achieved uh, what it set out to, I, I'm, you know, I, I just stand back in awe of Ireland, and uh, I think it's one of the best places in the world. Um, and versus where it was, uh, I, I stand in awe. And shout out, I'm so happy uh, it's it's still going and has gone from straight strength to strength. As Declan said, you know, new people have come involved, and and uh, you know. Lisa and, and the likes of, uh, well, Spencer, you've been, uh, you're, you're a relic. And Afric now taking the helm and Bella before that and, and all the, the generations of volunteers um, have just built on it. So you can only just be extremely happy and feel a real sense of feeling of warmth thinking about that. Um, you know, then, you know, it might not have evolved exactly, you know, it had different iterations and different sort of strategic directions. And that can that it that it went with, but you know you got to look back and and uh, and I'll always just look back with Shadow as such a warm, exciting, passionate time, and and I I just see the tweets and all the the output that's happening today. And Lisa, what did you? How many students did you say at start has has now uh, been been reached? Sixty thousand, if I'm correct, Afric. <laughs> Sixty thousand. Okay, I mean. The answer is only yes. Extremely happy, satisfied, and, and delighted with that. Yeah, what I always say is, you know, that 60,000 students, they don't have to take absolutely everything away from a workshop. If they took one thing away, that that that's something, you know. And I hate to, I hate to bring the tone down, Declan, but let's not be totally happy clappy like any charity like shout out faces serious challenges. And, and as you said from the beginning, you know, like I'm sure there were always financial challenges, groups that you had to work against, whatever else. And, and, and you were on the board for many years as well. 
Could you tell us a bit about the kind of challenges at the beginning or indeed along the way? Yeah, I mean, absolutely it wasn't without its challenges. And like, look, at the start, obviously, um, one of the challenges that we had, I guess, was uh, geographical spread um, in terms of getting out of Dublin, in terms of not falling into the trap of becoming a very Dublin-centric organisation. Um, I don't think that's the case today, 10 years later. Geographical spread maybe is, is always going to be a challenge for an organisation like Shoutout that is very heavily dependent on, on volunteers. And while being dependent on volunteers to deliver workshops is, I believe, Shoutout's greatest strength, it is also a weakness in the sense that, you know, you can't always facilitate the school in Donegal or Kerry or whatever else. There's obviously a certain change to that now with regards to, you know, a lot of the workshops being delivered online. But I don't think that that is the preference um, of Shoutout or of any of the people in Shoutout currently, that that would continue because, you know, nothing really beats that face-to-face -face interaction with people in a classroom. So, yeah, geographical spread um, was was always a challenge for Shoutout and, and, and certainly at the start. Um, there was also like <laughs> the Northern Ireland question was a huge uh, challenge for us. Um, and again, it's it's one that that exists and, and, and persists for us um, in terms of how we get shout out into Northern Ireland. And we, we have done that. We had done that um, previously. So the geographical spread, I think, is is like, you know, you, we talk about the birth lottery in terms of a lot of different things and it is completely and utterly true of growing up lgbtq plus in ireland as well it's so dependent on where you're born in terms of the experience of that the school that you go to all of that sort of things in terms of how receptive and respectful people are to lgbtq plus identities um, and so like even in terms of service provision within the existing lgbtq plus sector um, that's also important and that's that's always going to be the case across Ireland. So those challenges initially, I guess, were around geography, around personnel as well, like getting enough volunteers involved from as many parts of the country as possible. Um, and, and they did cause difficulties. I mean, sometimes you had to let schools down um, because you they would request a workshop in Mayo and maybe you wouldn't have anyone to send there on that particular day. Um, and, and that was kind of, it was extremely frustrating. Um, and, a, you know, especially in the early days when you're trying to establish yourself and get a name for yourself. So it, it certainly wasn't without difficulties. Um, and also, you know, some schools just have never to this day had a shout out workshop. Some schools to this day have never had any other LGBTQ plus organization in Ireland into their schools um, doing anything with either their, their teachers or their students. So you know, it's the, the work of shout out 10 years on continues the same as it did in 2012 in terms of trying to reach as many people. Um, and more importantly, the people that have have never heard nor seen sight nor sound of, of shout out as well. So those are, I think, the challenges that we were faced with, aside from all the usual teething uh, problems that a young organization experiences. You know, there's always going to be challenges that, that, that persist with an organization such as ourselves. And I think as well, Spencer, you're probably aware of those challenges. And you're probably aware of, I guess, what's going on within Shout Out at the moment and kind of what the past few years have been like for us. And looking to this point in time, 
where would you say things currently are with shout out after two long years of us being unable to go into schools in person but also with time of change and evolution for the organization any information that you want to share or kind of reflect on from the past few years and where we're looking where we're looking at this point now in 2022 yeah for sure i mean the pandemic for the organization was really a double-edged sword because at first like everyone like crap we have to move online like we have to uh, do something to like to continue getting our work out there and thanks to your work and Bella's work and um, a bunch of other volunteers and employees um, you were able to put together a framework for online workshops something that we never considered before before our workshops were in person all we needed was a whiteboard and whiteboard markers we'd show up at school sometimes and teachers would say oh i have all the powerpoint presentation stuff ready to go and you're like no no, no it's okay give me a piece of paper i'm grand and to totally flip on that and to need um potentially every student needing access to a screen or classrooms with projectors um, it, it was quite a change. And so we had to go through retraining all volunteers, basically, because it was an entirely different format. And actually, the workshop in and of itself changed as well. Um, I think a lot for the better. We were able to modernize it, modernize its content and contextualize it a lot more in um, the issues that um, today's teenagers were facing. Um, so like that was... And the other good thing about that, as Declan mentioned, is like the geographic issue kind of evaporates then. So you you could do a workshop no matter where. And it also meant that people could duck out in their lunch break and work, do a workshop and then just go back to work. Um, like all they had to do was log into a Zoom call for an hour and um, the workshop was done. So it actually made it a lot easier for the most part to get volunteers. Um, particularly in the earlier days of the pandemic when a lot of people weren't working um, so they had a lot of free time on their hands and the other thing that I think is really good is for the organization we've been able to focus on lots of other projects and kind of uh, enlarging our remit a bit like we're also working with sports clubs um, on um, facilitating them and being more inclusive and we're helping lots of different organizations and companies um, with their policy writing around maybe gender identity or LGBTQ plus inclusion in the workplace. Um, so yeah, I think it's really exciting um, the direction we're taking. Um, there's so much potential out there. And like, I think it's pretty amazing that like, we've done 245 workshops so far this year. Um, and like that makes over 2000 so far overall. Um, like to think that we came from not having a bank account um, to this is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's just, it shows you what uh, an idea amongst friends can become. Um, yeah, and like we've attracted a lot of great um, leaders into the organization, um, some good thinkers with amazing ideas and people with a wide range of skill sets. Um, so we're able to do things like podcasts now and we're not limited to just having a few blog posts every so often. Um, I think it's just really, really cool. Totally agree. Um, 
Spencer and for listeners, I can say there's lots of nodding heads uh, on the Zoom here. Um, Owen, before we finish up, what do you envisage or what would you like to see in Shoutout's future? Well, uh, great question. I'd like ultimately that's for Africa uh, to work out. But what, what I think has worked well is a few things, um, maybe three things. First is as Spencer identified that we constantly evolve um, the curriculum and never, because Ireland is evolving and don't bring the, uh, an antiquated societal view into a modern young classroom. And I, I, I think I'm so happy that that's never happened in Shout Out actually. It's, it's the curriculum and the education has constantly moved to the, the cutting edge. Uh, the second is, you know, uh, distribution. And, and so like, you know, one to 30 being a model of reaching young people works, works well. Uh, but over time, you know, Shadow has advanced and, and done, you know, the corporate uh, world, um, the sports clubs and curriculum uh, in schools to sort of reach a one to many. And I, I think that's the smart and uh, eclectic and comprehensive approach to helping Ireland advance its progressive um, vision. And, but finally, uh, to be a little more ambitious, not more ambitious, sorry, but to be ambitious. Declan spoke about the birth lottery and geographic expansion. And yet we're, we, we just look at Ireland, right? And Shadow has existed for 10 years and it could be and should be the best in the world at understanding how young people can be helped and how young environments can be shaped so that no young LGBTQ plus person feels ashamed. And yet beyond our borders, hundreds of millions of young people don't get uh, that benefit. And shout out could step up, I think, and look beyond our borders internationally and forge partnerships and alliances and hubs and what matters is impact, right? At the end of the day, how many, what lives were changed and, and there's so much low-hanging fruit out there to help uh, people. So that's something I think is interesting personally. Uh, I had no idea uh, if it's, um, you know, on, on any roadmap or, or, or plan, but um, I'd personally think uh, if we're talking about impact, that that, that could be cool. But um, whatever happens, I'm delighted as Declan says, that uh, it's gone from strength to strength and uh, the organization is thriving. So, so let's see. And I guess just over to Declan in terms of looking ahead and the blue sky thinking around Shadow's future as well. If you could see Shadow change and evolve in the years ahead, what would you like to see in terms of growth and development of the charity and of our work? Yeah, I mean, everything that Owen says there is absolutely correct, in my opinion. I mean, there's, there's I think international work is something that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, ultimately, what would be even better is that if Shoutout just didn't have to exist at all. I think that the biggest strength that Shoutout has is that it is a genuinely queer organization. And by that, I mean, it's diverse and it's inclusive at the same time. And it is at the cutting edge of, of what should be taught in a classroom. If that was taken on board by the Department of Education through curriculum provision and what's actually taught in schools, then that would be something that, you know, would be an absolutely amazing legacy to have if we were part of that change. So for me, absolutely, the model that we have at the minute is so important in terms of um, minimum output for maximum impact. Um, but it would be fantastic to have 
more of an impact in terms of shaping and revolutionizing that curriculum. I mean, the fact that so many schools year on year want us to come in to talk about LGBTQ plus identities um, shows that the existing um, teaching staffs across the country don't have the capacity or the knowledge to do that. And yet they understand that there is a serious gap there and that it's necessary to do so. So, I mean, we're, we're really playing catch up. I mean, we know that students in the classroom are ahead of, you know, their teachers, they're ahead of the Department of Education, they're ahead of the government in terms of what they want to know and what they want to understand. So, I mean, what I'd love to see is for shout out to, um, I, I guess, really own that policy um, direction piece in terms of that, because as a young organization, as a dynamic and a queer organization, I think that Shadow has a lot to offer that is of much more value than maybe other organizations have to offer. And um, being quite honest, I guess, on that. Um, and I think that's a, a part of the evolution that I would love to see going forward. Uh, and I think that we're there. I think that we're at the table. I think that we are having impact on that. I think that, you know, how impactful we are isn't always up to us. It's up to, you know, who's in the Department of Education as a minister, um, who's in government and what parties is part of a coalition. Um, and I think that, you know, just constantly banging that drum about the need for curriculum change is something that we are doing and that we need to continue to do um, and to have, a, you know, a really meaningful, impactful strategy around that. So that's my kind of big wish for it, yeah. Great wishes and thoughts for the future. Shout out. Um, thanks so much, Declan, Spencer, Owen, for joining us for what I think we'll all agree has been a really insightful kind of a look back um, at Shout Out's history, which a lot of you remember and a lot of people listening may not have known up to now. So it's it's really beneficial and we are so grateful to you all for, for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Pleasure. Always delighted to help. And thank you so much to all of you who are tuned in too. We're so happy to have had you with us and really hope that you'll give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts because as a brand new podcast, we would really appreciate it. If you learned from today's episode, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Anyone who might benefit from it or learn from what was spoken about here. Don't forget, we'd love your ideas and suggestions for guests or conversation topics for future episodes. Let us know what you think of the series. And if there's anything else you'd like to cover, you can get in touch with us on social media. You'll see us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at shoutout underscore dot IE. Or you can drop us an email anytime at team at shoutout dot IE. And finally, remember, if you yourself would like to get involved with Shoutout, volunteer with us, learn more or book a workshop for your school or staff or just support our work please visit our website at www.shoutout.ie. We'll be back with you again soon for another episode, but until then, remember to shout out, listen in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Shout Out, Listen In. And we hope that you will continue to join us on this new venture by tuning in to our upcoming episodes. Massive thank you to Elaine May for her uplifting music contribution, Tall Tales Podcasts for their support in producing this podcast and a huge thank you to all the shout out volunteers, guests and contributors who helped bring this podcast to all major podcast platforms and who continue to inspire and educate in schools across the country. If you would like to request a workshop, donate, become a volunteer or find out more information about Shoutout, head over to shoutout.ie. 
We would be so grateful if you could take a moment to rate, review and subscribe. It will help us bring you more episodes of Shout Out Listen In.